Hello and welcome everyone. Welcome back to an all new episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. This is a show that takes a deep dive into the world of 80s cartoons and all the glorious insanity therein. My name is Randy. I am your host on this journey. And as always, uh, I'm joined by my friend and my co-host, Phil. Phil, how you doing today, brother? Hey, what's going on, beautiful people? Hope you're staying safe from that Rona. (laughs) All right, and of course, we've got a lovely episode for you today. Uh, But of course, before we get into that, I got to let you know that Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is a production of Geek World Order. Go to geekworldorder.com for all the latest, greatest in geeky content. And of course, we're on social media. Check us out on Facebook. You can look up Geek World Order and Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, both at Geek World Order. And of course, we are on all the major podcast providers. So leave us a like, a thumbs up. Give us that comment, that five-star rating. All that good stuff that helps people find this podcast. And today we are taking a another leap into the world of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Fuck and, yeah. And today we're taking a look at an interesting episode that features a uh, character that was on loan to the series. We are looking at the episode entitled Usagi Yojimbo. He was a great toy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, there must have been some licensing issues, man, because I remember, like, when I was a kid, that toy looked very different from what we were presented on TV. Yo, that is true, man. Like, I remember the toy having, like, a very, like, a dark blue tunic. And Yeah, and the one was purple on the show, right? Oh, the one on the, the episode was, like, baby blue. Ah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, and the toy had, like, a much more... Like a meaner looking f- head. Yeah, he didn't look cuddly. No. I'm sure there were some licensing issues. Um, kind of like the whole uh, Transformers Jetfire thing. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Because uh, in that case um, with Transformers, the toy for Jetfire was one of the, uh, the Valkyries from Robotech. Oh, man. And that wasn't going to fly in the cartoon. That's why oh, no. That's why Skyfire looked like he did in the cartoon. Oh, dude, that's funny. Like, there was something they could do it with the toy. But when it came to the cartoon, they were like, nah, that ain't going to fly. Damn. I imagine there would be some issues kind of like, oh, because I remember, because uh, Usagi's, what, like a, like a manga character? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and he was somehow got on loan to the the Ninja Turtle franchise. So, like I said, I'm sure there's some kind of weird copyright licensing issue that they're like, okay, he can look like this in the cartoon, but toy-wise, nah. Yeah, something had to happen, dude. Because I remember having the toy. Yeah, I do too, it, man. It, it did look quite different. It did look very different. I I definitely remember that much. Uh, so <laughs> this episode starts out as our heroes are emerging from the sewer. Uh, they're in their disguises, their trench coats. They're like, "Hurry, hurry! We're too we're we're almost too late." But yes, they were <laughs> too late to complete their mission. They couldn't get to the video store on time. 
Dude, that is tragic. <laughs> yeah. What are they going to do now? Yeah, now they got to pay that extra night rental fee. Right? <laughs> oh, and I should have noted the film title. It's like some weird, crazy, complicated, like, it's like, what, like nuclear mega salamander death thing? I don't know. <laughs> Mikey's like, oh, oh, I could, oh, I could watch that like another 12 times. I'm sure you could, Mikey, when you're stoned out of your mind, naked on beanbag <laughs> right. chair eating Cheetos. Catchphrase, Mikey. These edibles ain't <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> why is it like the one? Oh man! Why is it like the one Ron White comedy bit I remember? The naked <laughs> on a beanbag chair eating Cheetos. Right? Are you Ron Tater Salad? <laughs> You got me. You caught oh, the tater. <laughs> tater salad. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I remember that being a really good bit. Whoo, buddy. So, yeah. So, all of a sudden, they see one of their villains appear. A general trag. Oh, yeah. I, I actually remember him. Like, vaguely, but I remember, like, his face. Yeah, Well, vague. his design, really. Right. But for some reason, they can do nothing to him. So this guy appears to be like a hologram or something. Pretty much. Because they are going right through him. Or they're like, hmm, this is odd. They're like, hmm, is Krang messing with the interdimensional portals again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Donatello, of course, came to that theory, right? Uh-huh. Yes, of course yes it was because Donnie. apparently Donnie is making a portal of his own. Yeah, just on this leisurely time. It's like, ah, I'm bored. I think I might make a portal. Yeah. And we cut to... The... Dad. Technodrome. Technodrome. <laughs> I was about to say the Terrodrome again. Oh, man. Dude, no. I swear to you, every time I hear the voice, I'm like, oh, I miss Uncle Phil. Right? Like, I can't unhear it now. I know. It's like, <laughs> why is this voice coming out of a... Stop. It's like, why is this voice coming out of a Japanese man? <laughs> right. Why is Uncle Phil's voice coming out of a Japanese man? Shredder is black and ease. <laughs> I eat sweet and sour hog balls. <laughs> God, that's a horrible joke. Oh, man. So, yeah, so Shredder is working on a teleporting device because they're trying to access Dimension X. Yeah, it's that and, Dimension X stuff, man. And, of course, Krang and Shredder are arguing. Like a married couple. Shredder's like, yeah, so I'm making this adjustment and I'm fixing this. Oh, t let me know if I'm going too fast for you. And Krang's like, I'm a giant fucking brain, you dumbass. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm a giant brain. <laughs> I hate when he does that. He's like, I'm like, ugh. Oh, that, oh, that voice is just so like, odd. Dude, it's like, I imagine him as this, this like big gelatinous mess that's always like gurgling and burping. Right. Ugh. Oh, that's some crazy... 
uh, voice acting, though. It's it's pretty good. It's just nasty. So yeah, so apparently, simultaneously, the Shredder and Donatello open their own portals. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, so when Donatello opens his portal, uh, we see a world, and we see this rabbit warrior fighting a bunch of, like, samurai pig hog people. Fuck the police. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait a minute, is this a metaphor? I don't know, man. Samurai pigs. So they're like, oh... Are these mutants just like us? And Donnie's like, no, I think this is an alternate Earth where animals became the dominant species. Oh, yeah. That would have been cool to see. So after... So this rabbit warrior, he straight up, like, hands these pig warriors their butts. Seriously, he was good. And then... He leaps and, oh no, he leaps through Donnie's teleporting portal. <laughs> Bro. So he, from here, oh, go ahead, because good God. He hands the turtles their collective asses. Their little green asses. He whooped that ass. Bro, he did the anime thing to Donnie's bow staff. He went, and it just like crumbled to pieces after he like tapped it a few times with his katana. Yes. I was like, bruh. Bruh, like. <laughs> that was great. And like, him and Leo like clash swords. And like, like one hit, Leo's sword is like garbage. Seriously. He's like, um. He said something along the lines of, you have, you know, you have superb swordsmanship skills. Now let's test the power of your blade. And, like, just chops it in oh. one blow. Oh, and, like, right before that, like, he has his sword pulled up, and he pulls, like, a knife out of the handle of his sword. Oh, yeah. And, like, chucks it at Leo. He pulls some, he pulls some, like, sneaky, like, stealth shit. Dude, that was cool, man. The knife I'm and like, the sword damn. handle. Yeah. Like, that is some useful stuff, bro. That was some ninja shit. Fuck samurai. So. That was sneaky. Yeah, so our rabbit warrior here is, um, he's defeated by Mikey throwing a pizza in his face. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, what kind of, uh, what kind of fighting style is this? Splinter's like, I believe it's called slapstick. Like it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> please, yes, please teach me your slapstick fighting style. Like, bruh. He got beat by slapstick comedy. Basically. Oh, it was so ridiculous. Literally a pie in the face. Yes. <laughs> That's great. Bruh. I believe it is called slapstick. I made a funny. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that was at the end of what? Uh, the Ninja Turtles movie. It was the second one, right? Well, it was it was on both of them. Like, he did it on the first one. And then on the second one, he's like, I made another funny. <laughs> oh, I'm blanking on the, the joke from the first one. Oh, but, my God. But yeah, I remember after the second one where, like, because, like, the club with Vanilla Ice. 
Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I made another funny. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, go ninja, go ninja, go. <laughs> oh man. Splinter was an ass, but he was, he was great about it. He really was, man. <laughs> oh man. He clowned the shit out of his students, dude. So, was Mikey eating cold pizza at this point? It's like, how did so. how did Usagi not be like, ah, oh, my face is burning? Right. It must not have been a hot pizza. But how is it so melty? Right. That was the weird part. Like, unless that fur is like insulated, I don't know. Because like, I'm pretty sure if it was hot enough to still be that melty, he should have been complaining about a burn. Maybe that's his samurai training. I don't know. Yeah. Screams internally. Right? (laughs) It's delicious internally. Ah! Oh my god. Oh man. So yeah, so we learned that the rabbit warrior is named Usagi Yojimbo. Which apparently literally translates to rabbit bodyguard. Yep. Or at least according to Splinter. Thanks, Splinter. Yeah, he's like, oh, that means a rabbit bodyguard. He's like, oh, thanks. Yeah, bro. And I, I wrote the line down because Raph, like, kind of breaks the fourth wall on this. Dude, So I was going to say that. Yeah. Yes. So I have the that line. That was great. I wrote the line down because it needs to be said. <laughs> yep. So he's not only from medieval Japan, but also an alternate universe. So naturally, he speaks English. Dude, I belted out <laughs> laughing. I'm like, what? <laughs> Raph? <laughs> Raph broke that fourth wall, dude. It's like, I mean, of course. Why, of course, why else is he speaking English? Yo, for like, the rest of the ap- episode, like, Raph was just, he was with the Zingers, man. Bruh. Like, he seriously was. It's like, damn, what got in the raft today? So, yeah, so we learned that um, it may be almost impossible to get him, Usagi, back to his uh, world. Because Donnie was just kind of randomly finding locations. Yeah, and he did say he never tested it. Yeah. So, of course, Usagi, he needs a disguise. Bruh. <laughs> So they go out into the world and our four main turtles are like the epitome of like 80s synth punk. I was going to say, what were they like beatniks or some shit? No, they, they look like they're like synth punk, synth, synth right. punks. I was like, they where like, the fuck did this come from? Like Donnie had a flight jacket on? Yeah, they got like the leather jackets and the colorful sunglasses. Dude, they had the chucks on. I like that one. And Usagi's got like he's got like a monk's robe on. What is up yeah, with like, this? I didn't know. I was like, okay, he's gonna start Gregorian chanting at any moment now. Right. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is he wearing? Didn't Raph comment on that? I think so. I forgot what Maybe. he said though. I know somebody commented on it. There will be a comment here very in a moment. Yeah, they kind of, so they basically got a plan. They're like, all right, so we know the Shredder's messing with things. So where are we going to go? We going to go to Channel 6 News. Because who oh, else yeah. is going to know what's going on first? 
So yeah, Lovely. so they Pearl O'Neill and her freaking dish rag or dishwashing glove outfit. <laughs> so yeah, they go down the road, and for some reason, there's like a carnival, like a carny game person, like yeah, it's just a random booth. Yeah, and it's like that throw the baseball at the milk jugs thing. It's like I don't remember them going to Coney Island. Which Usagi like completely obliterates Dude. it. <laughs> he obliterated it like the back of the wooden wall. Yes. Like, he, like, just take everything. Dude, he was like, that dude thought he was like getting robbed or something. Right. He's like, here, take them all. Take them all. Didn't he call him Friar Tuck or some shit? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, he's the. I think he was the one that actually made the comment. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. He's like, come here, Friar Tuck. Uh, try your luck out. And then he just hands over all the little, like, stuffed bears, like, no, no, please don't hurt me, like, here, please don't hurt them. me. He's like, oh, shit, okay. Like, some kind of weird mutant on human crime. <laughs> I was thinking of mutant on human crime. Oh, man. So our heroes make it to the Channel 6 room, and, of course, Irma is at the front desk. Good old Irma. So yeah, and uh, Usagi kind of dumps all the the stuffed animals at the desk. Here, you can have these. Yeah, it was basically like uh, I guess that was his his hello or something like that. Yeah. And at this point, his hood falls off, and we see the rabbit ears. I don't know <laughs> if at this Irma, point dude. Irma is like <laughs> shocked or if she's just like. Oh. Of course. Like, she's sh so shocked to a point where she just accepts it almost immediately. Dude, she was upset. She was like, of course. Of course he has to be a mutant. She thought she met a good man. Which, hey, are you assuming his, what, it's species? Yeah. <laughs> Irma, wants, Irma wants all of the mutant dicks. Pretty much, dude. Irma's hurting for some some mutant eggplant. <laughs> oh. oh, poor Irma. She's just like, you know what? I don't even care. Mutant, human, whatever. <laughs> as long as she can get that D. <laughs> <laughs> so they're trying to figure out what's going on. So April appears. She's all dirty and muddy. Apparently she was in the Midtown area. Which is apparently, that area of town is apparently losing its mind. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, okay, that sounds like the kinds of things that would that we would be looking for. So, bro, they go to Midtown. Dude, everything is like, lights are flickering, and there's mass hysteria, cats and dogs living together. Oh, yeah, it's pretty effed up. And we and there are just portals opening everywhere, and foot soldiers pouring out. <laughs> yeah, like this is some straight up invasion stuff, dude. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And as our these multiple portals open with foot soldiers emerging, of course we have a very lovely moment of tension mounting. So guess what time it is, folks? Dun dun dun. 
It's commercial time, so we'll be back in just a moment. Better fucking be here. Sunday. Smells bad. That's me. The network television premiere. The Man of Steel is back. Richard Pryor, Christopher Reeve, Superman 3, tonight. Donald. Laurie Rose, 116.338. How's he do it? How? The official Indy 500 Trivia Cup from McDonald's. Every winner in his average speed are right here. Get your 32-ounce cup filled with Coca-Cola at McDonald's for only 79 cents. 1969, Donald. Mario Andretti, 156.867. Maybe your name should be McDonald Davidson. Why's that? And we are back, and as our heroes show up, we have all these foot soldiers <laughs> emerging. And bro, Usagi, he obliterates these foot soldiers. Dude, he starts slicing the fuck out of them. So, do you remember in the G.I. Joe episode, Arise, Serpentor, Arise? Yes, I do. When, when they first introduced Sergeant Slaughter... And he destroys <laughs> yeah. all of the bats. Yep. Like, this is how Usagi just barreled through these foot soldiers. Oh, I kind of wish they would have done the thing where, you know how when Sergeant Slaughter grabs the the, the bat and just starts beating all the other bats oh, with it? dude, yeah. Like, Sarge was... literally... <laughs> like, he, Sarge was literally that meme of, you ever get so angry... You beat a motherfucker with another motherfucker? Another motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I kind of wish they'd done that with Usagi. Like, just have that him, like, grab great. a foot soldier and just be like, pow, 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 pow. I mean, apparently he's that, he's freaking that strong. But yeah, dude, he, like, goes through him. Oh, I kind of wish they'd done the thing where, like, he just kind of, like, the anime sword thing. Oh, like, yeah, the chiclink. Yeah, because they did the one where, like, he just chops through Donnie's staff. But, you yeah, know, like, if they'd done the one where he just kind of, like, pulls the sword out a little bit, like, and, like, 12-foot soldiers had died. Yeah, they just all dropped. That would have been amazing. Which he kind of did something almost as equally cool. Oh, dude, he cuts... But it would have it been cool. Yeah, dude, he cuts through these things like they're butter. He did this fucking whirlwind move. It's like when you charge up in a video game and you have to do this like sequence of like mm-hmm. button mashes to do a special move. He uh, fucking whirlwinded and sliced all the foot soldiers up. It was badass. Yeah. It it also kind of reminds me of the scene from uh, Power Rangers SPD, uh, the first time that Commander Kruger morphs into the Shadow Ranger. Oh shit! And just obliterates the hundred Crybots. And that scene was so badass because there's literally a counter that says a hundred. 
Oh, seriously? And it just counts down as he's, like, slicing through these MFs, like, left and right. Oh, snap. Oh, it's a great scene. I gotta see that. Dude, it's... Man, no, Usagi, man, he... And once he kind of, you know, the ground is cleared, he kind of, he picks up one of their arms, which is, you know, you know, sizzling and electricity flying off of it. And he's like, what kind of demons are these? <laughs> so you're like, well, those are called robots. Yep. Oh, man. So Donnie comes oh. with a plan. He's like, you know what? One of these soldiers power packs is still in, uh, in working order. I bet I could try to find, you know, Donnie's like, I don't know, I'll do some stuff to it and I might be able to find <laughs> out where the, uh, where the Shredder's base is just based on readings from this power pack. Why did my mind immediately go dirty like Donnie had some kind of robo fetish? Yeah. It's like, Don, what are you, well, Donnie, what are you doing? I'm going to do some stuff to it. I mean... I'm not putting it past Donatello to build a sex robot. I mean, did he, though? There's got to be... I don't know what Donnie's preference is, but he did build Metalhead. (laughs) Oh, man. But I'm sure at some point... I'm just throwing that out there. Oh, I'm sure at some point Donnie has built multiple sex robots for himself. Yeah, he's hiding them somewhere. Yeah. They're just in a closet called Failed Experiments. <laughs> right. Oh, don't go in there, dude. There's a failed experiment. Yeah, don't go in there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> Usagi just all of a sudden like starts chasing a motorcycle. Another evil robot! And that's how he sounds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so stereotypical. Oh, another evil robot! Yeah, because, you know, 80s cartoons. They're not so pr- about those things. Didn't particularly care about if they were racist or not. <laughs> I can imagine them all sitting around the table. What about this? Should it sound like this? Perfect. Make sure you, use, instead of like, you say Reich. <laughs> okay, like this? Perfect. That is authentic. Uh, so... We cut to the Technodrome, and Shredder is very angry that his foot soldiers were all destroyed. <laughs> Bro, he's like, one of these days, I'm going to send those turtle up bills for all these foot soldier parts. <laughs> I'm like, waka waka. That would be hilarious, though. Just send, literally send them a bill. I know, I was like, you did all of this. <laughs> Oh, so the foot soldiers, they begin attacking a restaurant. Oh, dude, didn't Shredder even uh, compliment Yusuke Ujimbo's, like, skill? Yeah. Which... And, like, Krang, like, harped him on it? Yeah, I mean, Shredder, you know, <clears throat> Rokosaki, he's from Japan. He would yeah. he would know the skills. Like, he seriously was like, he was like, holy crap. Like all his skills, and then freaking Crane laughs. He's like, "You're complimenting the skills of a cuddly bunny." <laughs> oh, that man. shit was funny. 
Oh no, that uh, the the Bundy line comes later. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, dude, the foot soldiers. Oh, this scene was slightly dumb. Where they go up to the mater d of like this French restaurant. And the guy's <laughs> that like, was great. Oh, how many? Oh, how many are going to be at your table? Oh, nine of. Oh, you're going to need a reservation. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, he picks them up and fucking chucks them in the fish tank. Right, just for no reason. So, by the time Musagi chases down this bo- motorcycle or gives up on it, he's at the front of another <laughs> restaurant called The Rabbit Hutch. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't understand this restaurant, Phil. No. Why are all the waiters dressed like rabbits? And they're horrible rabbit costumes. Yes, they are like the worst rabbit costumes ever. Oh, dude, the friggin' owner. And Usagi's like, brothers! He's like, oh, brother! <laughs> he literally thinks they're... Dude, this episode was so funny. Oh. Uh, so the foot soldiers also come up on another area. The Animal Museum. So apparently Splinter has a friend who works at this museum. Mm-hmm. Obento. Oh, they're friends, even after the rat. Post-rat mutation. They're still friends. I was going to say, were they friends before the mutation? That's what I'm wondering. Or is there, like, <clears throat> select people? This, just this random guy knows about Splinter and the Turtles? You don't care that he's a rat? No, we're both Japanese. It's fine. So the foot soldiers, they steal a giant egg. Like, this thing is massive. It looked like a hunk of shit. (laughs) Like dried poop. Oh, man. It was huge, though. Yeah. So we go back to the restaurant. And once again, Usagi believes the rabbit waiters are real. And he's literally in the kitchen, like, being put to work yeah like chopping vegetables and one of the waiters makes a comment about the owner basically being a slave driver and he's like <laughs> I, mu- I must liberate my I must liberate us <laughs> bruh oh dude these, <clears throat> these back and forth cuts are killing me it's like after this quick couple seconds, we go back to the foot soldiers, and they basically like drop the egg into like a grain silo. Oh yeah, I don't, and that's what I was trying to figure out. Like, what are they heating it up, or is it just like driven by the grains? Right, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what the hell happened, bruh. So then we go back to the restaurant again, and Usagi is like. Cleaning house. Dude, he's like chucking food. <laughs> this Bro, is great. He does the anime chopping thing again and like slices yes. the, the restaurant owner's clothes. So the dude is like in his boxers. Yeah, dude's like running around in his underwear trying to fight back. Yeah. So Mikey shows up. He's like, um, yeah, maybe we should maybe we should go now. It was like there there are people just running everywhere. It's mass chaos. Yeah, it was a freak. <laughs> it was a shit show. 
Yeah. <laughs> Usagi's like, did, did I do something wrong? Mikey's like, nah. Nah, not this time. He's you like, did no, you everything, did everything right. Like, right, exactly. Yeah, didn't Mikey attack the owner with, like, a cake or some shit? Ah, uh, dude, like, this guy was, like, trying to, like, I think the dude had, like, a sword or something. It was something, and he was like, oh, he's like, what are you doing here? You should be at my turtle soup shop. And it, Mikey was like, right. yeah, no. And, like, grabs the cake and just smashes him in the face with it. Dude, man, that was insane. <laughs> oh, so we cut back great to scene. this weird silo and... So that egg, it's a dragon. Oh. Well, so we've got our uh, lovely plot twist here and with the egg containing a dragon. Uh, so we cut to a commercial break. So we'll be back in just a moment, folks. Are you going to be the right to back? I've been living with Cleo so long. I swear she talks to me. Listen, she's telling me she's hungry for a cow can. I don't blame her. Cow can's always been terrific. And now it's more nutritious than ever. They've added real whole egg. And Cleo just loves it. And I love what that high-quality meat with all the vitamins and minerals does for her. Cleo agrees. New cow can cat foods. So rich in nutrition, it's like getting a multivitamin in every can. Try these three new varieties. I know college is important. But even if I could afford it, I don't think I'm ready. I'd like to know what I want, see what I can do. I can do it in the Navy. The new Navy College Fund plus GI Bill can set aside $18,000 toward a future education. Look at it this way. Serve your country first, get a great return on your investment. The Navy Sea College Program for Qualified High School Diploma Graduates. See your Navy recruiter or call 1-800-327-NAVY. A few words about Almond Joy. With peanuts, peanut butter nougat, caramel, and milk chocolate. Mmm. Packed with peanuts, Snickers really satisfies. When it seems like forever to my next meal, Snickers holds me over beautifully. The other day, I took out my stamp collection. You know what I discovered? Myself. Oh, <laughs> it's no fancy collection. But I handpicked all these because I liked them. I put them together in my own way. I created this. I did it. This is me. Start collecting stamps at the post office. Begin with this set of five beautiful fish stamps. When you look into stamps, you discover yourself. All right, and we are back. And as we come back, we've learned that the giant egg from the ancient animal museum contains a dragon. So this is fun. Uh, so we're, so our, our hero's like, um, yeah, maybe we should get out of here. 
Time to boogie. <laughs> Typical day in New York. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, New York, man. They, during the 80s, that area saw some stuff, man. Yeah, they did. Uh, turtle attacks. Ghosts everywhere. Robot ninjas. Giant marshmallow men. Dude. Ooh, boy. Dude, I would not want to live in New York during the 80s. <laughs> no, not at all. That's like the worst place to be. Bro, why are so many series like set in New York? <clears throat> New York is like the the Tokyo of the US. <laughs> it's basically what it is. Right? It's like, that's kind of an odd quick thing I'm thinking. I was like, what? What's the obsession with New York? Like, does somebody hate New York and just want to see it suffer? I don't know. I honestly think, like, they tried they tried the Tokyo formula. You know how, like, everything bad happens in Tokyo? Uh-huh. It's like everything bad happens in New York, apparently, according to, I guess, every other place. Right? That's not in the U.S. It's like, oh, it's got to be in New York, a big city. Lots of buildings. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stuck on that voice. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. Uh, so they're... Uh, so they're trying to come up with ways to keep this dragon at bay, and someone comes up the, with an idea of, let's just slice open this silo. Ah, that was uh, Mikey. They're like, okay, so they're fine. The dragon's following them. It's eating. Well, this raises a bit of a problem. Yeah, Mikey, great idea. Boom, dragon grows. Yeah, the dragon is getting bigger the more it eats. (laughs) He's like, I'm sick of you. you, I I forgot what Raph said, but like any more of your bright ideas or your dumb ideas or something like that. But he was really on the zingers on this one, man. Oh, it's kind of like i feel like there's a series where some other movie or series where that happens like some creature one of the taglines was like don't feed it oh man um why does it feel like that was ghostbusters for some reason i don't know i'm not sure was was it gremlins oh well gremlins yeah you can't feed them um after midnight uh yeah, because then they turn into, like, the evil one. like <clears throat> Those green, mischievous ones. Okay, maybe that was it. I or love if, those movies. Or if you go Star Trek route, the Tribbles, once Oof. they eat enough, they just multiply. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like, I remember that shit. Yeah, basically, like, Tribbles are basically born pregnant. And once they Oof. eat enough food, they just, like, they just reproduce. Yeah, asexually. Yeah. Eat and pop out babies. <laughs> oh, man. So at this point, our heroes split up. Uh, Donnie, Splinter, and Usagi, they go to rescue Obento. And then everyone else has to deal with the dragon. Which, um, at this which um, Obento has been referring to it as Baby-san. Yeah, I was going to mention it. Oh, Baby-san. Oh, no. Oh, Baby-san is loose. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> Don't you mean Roos? <sighs> Phil, what are we going to do with you? 
shit. But luckily, he's like, oh, I know what will save us, but we have to go to the museum. So our other heroes, they managed to kind of start leading the dragon away from, you know, the main, the more populated area. But oh no, foot soldiers attack. Of course. So somebody has this great idea of like trying to use fire to contain the dragon. I think that was Mikey again. Mikey needs to stop having ideas. Like, Mikey, stop. Because now... Being hungry and needing fire, that's you being high. Stop it. Now the dragon can breathe fire. They gave it fire, and now it's a (laughs) fire-breathing dragon. Yeah, that was not good at all. Like, this dragon is like Mario power-ups. Pretty much. Like, regular food acts like the mushroom. It just makes it bigger. Ooh, fire flower. Yep. Now the dragon can shoot fire. Good job, Mikey. Yeah, so, um... Our other hero... Our other group returns with Obento. And he has the Deus Ex Machina that will help finish the episode here. (laughs) The Blue Flame of Osaka. Oh, man. That is funny. So, yes. They're like, ah, this will save the dragon from the city. And Donnie's like, don't you mean save the city from the dragon? Yo. <laughs> Obento is, was like, um. Dude. His face. He's like, I said what I said. I was going to say that was the epitome of, I said what I said. He's like, Ron like, Swanson damn. with that. He's like, Ron Swanson with that 12 person party platter. I know what I'm <laughs> about, son. Oh, man. Like, sir, you ordered the number 12. That's a party platter that feeds tw- 10 people. I know what I'm about, <laughs> son. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's like, he was not having that shit. I said what I said. So, to complicate things even more, now the military arrives. Uh-huh. And they just, like, show up in tanks and they're like, all right, guys, shoot to kill. They go, oh, now we're, now we're going to have the military shoot the dragon. Oh, cool. Isn't that great? It's like, well, so the flame will do its job, but someone's going to have to get in close. Oh, dude, the turtles were such dicks for that. Dude, they're like, um. They're like, ah. They're kind of like, and the, the awkward, <laughs> like the awkward pulling on the collar. And right, like, uh, Usagi's like, I'll do it, bitches. I will do it. And literally, he takes like he makes like three jumps, like gets on the dragon's shoulder and like puts the candle in its mouth. Dude, impeccable, Bruh. This scene literally it it was literally like five seconds after he did, after he volunteered, of like screen time footage. It's like, oh, okay, well. And it's back to an egg. Yep. That's all it took. So we go to the uh, Technodrome. Where they're watching the fight. And they're like, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> great. Foiled by an... Great. Foiled by another mutant. Ah, yeah. So here's where Krang delivers the line. 
And I wrote oh, it I down too. She's like, <laughs> yeah, "Oh right. sure, blame your defeat on a cute furry little bunny." Krang is a dick. Yes, Krang is a dick. Because <laughs> like Shredder was literally complimenting the dude's swordsmanship. He's like, "Wow." Yeah, no. Krang's like, "Yeah, you lost to a bunny." <laughs> I mean. Oh, crazy fucking asshole. Right. Uh, so our heroes, we go back to the museum. Like, all right, the dragon is back to its egg, but, well, we have another issue. What do we do with Usagi here? What and Obento's like, don't, don't worry, guys, I got this. I will take responsibility for him. It is my responsibility. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, eighties cartoons. Why? why I love are... it. Oh, especially for like Asians, man. Seriously. So stereotypical sounding. It's like damn. It's like I mean I get it. We're trying to hammer the point home that this guy is Asian and a samurai and oh buddy little uh they definitely uh it made sure people knew yeah I mean if not racist definitely uh stereotyping oh yeah Ooh. yeah so Bento has taken responsibility of Usagi and that's pretty much where the episode ends it was a fun episode, though. Like oh, that. Dude, it was um, fun. Oh man, and it was funny, dude. It was definitely funny. Oh man. Oh, dude, there were definitely some good lines and some good zingers, man. <laughs> Seriously. But yeah, no, Mikey. We appreciate the effort for you that you're actually trying to contribute to this team. Yeah, Bro. munchies and flames don't solve everything, Mikey. Yeah, no. Dude. M Mikey had to be smoking some big old bowls mm. this week. Oh, he, he, he had to. Oh, dude. Oh, Mikey. Oh, good old Mikey. <laughs> oh, but no, dude. Overall, dude, yeah, no, this episode was fun. Oh, yeah, it was. I agree. Oh, dude, I forget how just off the wall this whole show is in general. Right. It's a crazy concept that just keeps getting. It's like, all right, let's uh, take some animals, make them people, give them a skill. Just turn them loose. Dude, how many times that formula get repeated in the 90s? Fucking street sharks. Oh, street sharks, uh, <laughs> yeah. biker mice from Mars. Dude, I used to love me some biker mice from Mars. Dude, man, that was insane. Uh, Cowboys of Mumesa. Oh, wow, I forgot about them. Oh. Holy shit. I think Barnyard Commandos was one of them. I think so. Dude, there were so many things. This is like, okay, they have a thing. They're a specific type of animal. They have some kind of job or skill 
There was one cartoon. I want to say it was in the '90s, wasn't it? Like cats or SWAT cats or something. Oh, like SWAT cats! The SWAT Radical cats Squadron. Was fucking, oh, I love that show. Dude, oh, I used to love that show. And the sm- oh, the smaller of them was voiced by Donatello. Yeah, that was Donnie, and I knew that as a kid. I'm like, it's fucking Donatello. Actually, I think SWAT cats might have actually been my favorite of those. It was great, dude. I dude. loved that show. That was definitely one of the better ones. I want to say it was like, not Mad Max, but it was like Mighty Max and then like SWAT cats would come on. Oh, dude, Mighty Max. That was... That was a good one too. Bruh. Mighty Max was just the boy version of Polly Pockets. (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) Didn't that come... Didn't like Polly Pocket come on after that lineup? I don't, I don't remember and that. And that's ever when got it was like, that's when the boys were like, all right, we're done. But yeah, no, they're like, okay, we have this thing, which honestly was not a bad concept. The Polly Pockets for a toy. Yeah. They're just little play sets. They're portable. You open them up. You got little action figures and. Yeah, it was like a pocket dollhouse. Basically. And they're like, all right, what do we do to even this out for the boys? Let's call it Mighty Max. And that they did. Oh, the show was so much better than the toys, though. Yeah, the toys sucked. Dude. But the show was fantastic. Okay, well, I wasn't particularly a fan of Max himself. But, dude, like, the the owl guy. Yeah, like, him and the swordsman. Oh, dude, the, yes, the pirate badass guy. Yeah, wasn't he like a, he like a red-haired yes. swordsman or some shit? Dude, he, I know he was good with a sword, but, dude... Oh, he was badass. Oh, he was like one of the best. He was like a a great 90s character. Hell yeah. Oh, fuck. That reminds me of, um, remember when they came out with that Mighty Ducks cartoon? It was like they were actual ducks and they would fight crime with like hockey gear or some shit. Yes. I'm like, wait. And they have like (laughs) APCs and tanks and vehicles. I'm like, yeah. This is based on a movie about kids playing hockey. Yeah. But then we're and now they're like, like and then it's like a hockey team of ducks, but they're crime fighters. Yes. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Oh, oh my god. But it was entertaining. Oh, I just remembered. Kids WB had their own anthropomorphic animal series too. Dude, do you remember Road Rovers? Oh shit, Road Rovers. Yes. That came out. That came out after Animaniacs. Yes. It was in that like same kind of lineup. Dude. Yeah. Bro. And they were just regular like house pets. And then they like, stepped in those machines and now they're people. And oh the, my god. Oh dude, the border Anthropomorphic co- <laughs> The the lady border collie one? Yeah. Oh Holy dude. Crap. Oh she had the she had the hot British voice. Yeah, she did. Because there are a couple of different, like, British voices. And then there's just one that's, like, like a certain dialect that's, like, really hot. She had the, she, she had that, she, she had, had that had voice. It's like, oh, lastly, what happened? Dude, like, they were all insane. Like, like the stuck-up uh, Doberman Pinscher guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the all-American, like, Golden Retriever. Yeah, he was great. He was kind of oblivious. Right, he was an idiot, but he was great. He was so much like Lion-O. 
Where he was yeah, he of, was. He's the, the leader, but he's kind of dumb. He's stupid, and he's very young-minded. Bro. And then but he they was, had, like, like, strong the, shit. And then they had the one on the team that was basically, like, Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> oh, my God. Which one was that again? Oh. Uh, oh. Was he called oh. Muzzle? It was Muzzle. Like, and literally. he was just a regular dog. Yeah, he didn't really he a, change a lot when they went he through just the machine. Had, he, yeah, he just had a muzzle on, and they'd take off the muzzle, and he would go ape shit. And, like, literally, they had to have him tied up in a straitjacket with the with the mask, like Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> like, and, he, and he'd come prancing back after he, like, tore someone to shreds. Dude, he was so nonchalant about it, too. He's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, all right, my work here is done. <laughs> Man, there were some great cartoons back in the day. It was sort of like Tuxedo Mask. Yeah. Tuxedo Mask, just come in, throw a rose. All right, my work here is done. It's like, ha, ha, ha. You didn't do anything. Uh, did you not see the rose I threw? It's like, hello, they clearly, know who I am. Clearly that was the distraction you needed That's so you could use That's my calling card. Hurry up and transform. It's like all he did, he like threw the rose... It distracted the dumb villain enough that they could, like, launch off their special attacks. Seriously. He's like, oh, tsh, ha, ha. Seriously, like, Tuxedo Mask might have been one of the most useless characters in that series. I fucking hated Tuxedo Mask. Bruh. I hated Tuxedo Mask so much. And it was, like, the entire uh, Tuxedo Mask and Sailor Moon, like, until they realized who each other were was like the whole Lois Lane Superman thing. Seriously. It was like, dude, Darian and Serena gave each other so much crap. <laughs> but then like Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask were all in love. Oh god, they were like all just over each other. It's like... It's oh. a hot mess. It's like if y'all knew who each other were... It's almost like... It was, it was like, annoying is what it was. It's almost like it was like Batman and uh, Catwoman. <laughs> it's like, wow. Oh, it was awful. It's like, wow, it was really weird. Like once they found out, like once they find out who each other are, it's all awkward. Seriously. It's like superheroes. Maybe you shouldn't have relationships. It's like, oh, you'll never get away. She got away. I'll see you at seven. Okay, cool. Like, uh, Bruce, Bruce Wayne's a busy man. Um, you're gonna have to call his secretary to make an appointment for some bat dick. Basically. <laughs> like, sir, your 2 p.m. meeting with Selena Kyle? Ah, uh, uh, yes, reconnaissance. Can't, can, um, right. Th- this is gonna take a while. Uh, cancel all my meetings for the rest of the day. Of course, Master Bruce. Will you be needing protection this time? Nah. Oh, poor, poor I Alfred. Alfred's seen some shit, man. He's got to clean up after some shit, too. <laughs> oh, these are not bad droppings. Sorry, I got pretty wild in the cave there. <laughs> Alfie. Sorry, Alfie boy. Please don't call me that, Master Bruce. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I mean, it could be worse. He could be, he could be having to work for Master Roshi. Oof. 
Let me a little mess over there in the bathroom. You might want to get that. Uh, of course, Master Roshi. How, how did we get on this? I don't know. <laughs> don't touch my magazines. This is what happens when these 80s cartoons give me too many questions. <laughs> They're all, all stuck together, Master like... Roshi. Oops. My bad. Oh, but dude, did you see the... <laughs> Oh, dude, did you see that um, Michael Keaton might be playing Batman in the yeah, Flashpoint dude. movie? I'm like... Oh, man. Oh. Like, can, can this somehow lead him to being, like, in a Batman Beyond movie? Yeah, like Old Man Bruce. Dude, he's, like, old enough to be Old Man Bruce now. He is. Face is wrinkled all the shit. Let's Let's do it. Dude. But it's like, oh, if it's Flashpoint, that probably means he's going to be Thomas Wayne. Yeah, which I was hoping um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan was going to be Thomas Wayne. Yeah. That would have worked. Oh, dude, that's interesting. Because, like, I was actually watching some videos on YouTube. Like, I didn't realize, like, Jeffrey Dean Morgan was, like, in an episode of Star Trek. Oh, yeah. I guess he played, like, an alien on an episode of Enterprise. And I guess he hated it. Oh, really? He was a very heavily made-up alien. So I guess he hated a lot oh. of the makeup process. And then between the location was, like, super hot. Oh, man. Yeah, that had to suck. Yeah, I guess he took some time off or really consider taking some time away from acting after that. <laughs> like, yeah, no. Oh, man. I got... That must have been a really crappy experience. That sucks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sometimes some of these roles are insane, dude. Yeah, Yeah, do a lot. Oh, man. man. I think that's a good place to end it here. Um, so that was another episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Of course, check us out on social media. Like us, subscribe to the podcast. Give us that good rating, and uh, we'll see you next time, folks. Oh, we got some good shit coming soon, so stick around. Mm-hmm.